But I'm going to ask you to dial in with me. I'm going to ask you to pay very close attention as, as I'm going to trust God to bring the power and the punch in this message. Okay? Once again, the title of this message is God is Faithful. I'm going to share with you seven things we know about the faithfulness of God. And the first that we need to start with is this. You need to know that he will be faithful by nature. God will be faithful by nature. This is something new that God gave me as, as I was, um, you know how if you, if you spend long around God's truth and it gets all up in you, it'll start changing you. It gets up into your mind, you know, you, you know whenever you meditate on God's word. And, and, so, and so what I, I kept realizing was this, and you might want to write it down, that, that God, when it, being faithful is not something that God does. It is who he is. Okay? It is his character. Just like God is love, God is faithful. You don't have to worry or wonder about God. You hear me? He is faithful. Deuteronomy 32.4 says, He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. By the way, God is just. We might not all get the same stuff. We might not all go through the same trials. But in the end of the day, God is, 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 is not one that he, he just tries to treat one this way or treat one that way. He will operate. His judgment of us will be just. He shows us the way to live. It's our, our, our um, job and our responsibility to choose to live that way. When we choose his way, we choose life. When we choose to go our own way, we choose to go off a cliff. That is hopeless. That is, that is aimless. But you need to understand today, the reason you want to trust God with everything is he's the most faithful person and thing that you'll ever encounter. Okay? If you can't trust God, you can't trust anybody. So, so quit trusting your gut, quit trusting your, your situation, trust your God. Psalm 89 verse 5 and verse 8 says, All heaven will praise your great wonders, Lord. Myriads of angels will praise you for your faithfulness. O Lord God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you? O Lord, you are entirely Faithful. Listen, if God is entirely faithful, then his word from Genesis to Revelation is entirely faithful. You don't need to cut out scriptures. You need to soak in scripture. Psalm 100 verse 5 and 107 verse 43 says, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. That is significant for you to hear because this is the thing I hear on the street. And I think I've actually thought it myself before because when, you, when you're around secondhand smoke, it starts getting in you. It can be like a cancer. And the word on the street is this, is that it's, I just don't know what my kids or my grandkids are going to have to deal with because of this generation. I want you to hear something. They've been saying that since the cows came home. You, only, you know you're from the South if you heard that saying before, till the cows come home. Listen, people have been saying, my Lord, we got new hot messes now. That was going on 20 years ago. That was going on 40 years ago. That was going on 50 years ago. You just happen to have social media letting you know what's really going on around you. Now you know everybody's hillbilly deluxe pickup trucks. Before you wondered. Now you're like, listen, if you just want to know who's crazy, just pick up the Facebook. Okay? 50% of my message is, is put together from Facebook. I just go, okay, don't need to watch the news. Don't need to call them, see what's going on. That one doesn't go and fool. 
I don't even know. When I get all like that, y'all, I don't even know where I'm at. I black out. <laughs> don't even know why I said all that. But I do know this. Thank you, God, for bringing things to memory. That God is faithful through all generations, not just your generation. If God, listen, think about yourself when you roll back years ago, how when you were a young person or so, or a teenager, or a young adult, and life just seemed so uncertain, you couldn't make sense of, couldn't make heads or tails about things. People thought for sure, you know what, you're going to be the craziest person ever alive, and, and by golly, God found a way. And if he can help you, and the Lord knows, if he can help the preacher, you got hope. And when y'all look at me, y'all ought to go, Oh, God, you help Gomer Powell. There's hope for me, you know. I'm actually glad we can be a little more relaxed at this service, okay? I told somebody one time if I was, um, if I was in Forrest Gump, I wouldn't even need to act. But I want you to hear me. Listen to me. Times are changing, yes, I agree. People are crazy, I agree. But God is still good, and God is still God, and God is still faithful. Verse 43 says, those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Listen, if God's been faithful all the way up to this point in your life, regardless of the stuff you've been through or you're going through, he's going to be faithful on out. And when you got a faithful God, you got a man of his word. Okay, we live in a day and time where we, we all say a handshake and a smile doesn't mean the same as it did before. Okay, you might not be able to count on anybody else and anything else in this life, but you can count on God because God is what? Faithful. Which brings me to number two. We know he's faithful, so we know that God will do what he promised. God will do what he promises. If you were to look at Genesis to Revelation from the Old Testament to the New Testament of God's Word, you would understand that the Scripture is not just a matter of do's and don'ts. A lot of times people say, well, well, let me see what it says I can't do. And let me see what it tells me to do. Do you know that everything that he asks you not to do and everything that he calls you to do is so that you can have the promise? His Word is not just instructive. His Word is life. His Word is promise. His word is hope. Listen, God is faithful by nature. Therefore, if he has it and given it to us in his word, we can be sure of it. As I said last week, you know, sometimes we just got to remember that, that old saying, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Some of you, you can get off the fence of your faith if you'll start actually believing God's word instead of believing everybody else. In fact, we live in a day and time. If your faith is dependent on what everybody else does or everybody thinks, then you'll be like this, okay? See, I had already determined whether even if, they, if, if I just had you, Brother David, sitting right here, I still could preach this message the same way. We'd have had a lot more fun together, okay? Because I'd get away with all kind of stuff. We might go through lunch. But in other words, my commitment to God is not reliant upon how I feel what I think, or what other people do. It is firm in his word. I like, like, this is how I am, like a child. God, what do you want me to do next? And God, what do you have to say about this? Whether it's life or death, whether it's just struggle or that struggle. Psalm 71 verse 22 says, I will praise you because you are faithful to your promises, O my God, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. 
says, the Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. You don't have this scripture up on the screen, but you can write it down, Isaiah 54.10. Isaiah 54.10 says, for the mountains, God says, for the mountains may move and the hills may disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Listen, apart from God's mercy and grace, where would we be? All bound for hell and all hopeless. It is the grace of God, it is the promises of God that we have to hold firmly to. Galatians 3.14 says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing that he promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Listen, God will give you what he's promised. He will do what he says. You can be Sure of it. If you read it in the Word of God, it's not just a story. It's absolute truth. Do you know the, do you know the difference between absolute truth and relative truth? Relative truth is, is people just making the truth fit them. Absolute truth is, is God going, hey, this is firmly something you can believe on and in on and should believe in for all generations. And not just here, but for all of eternity. 2 Timothy 1.1 says, I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. Do you know that you have a mission no matter what your platform is? Whether you're homebound or you're all over in the community, whether you work a Christian occupation or you're in a, a, a secular um, vocation, you, there's two reasons that, you, that, that, that God's got you here, to keep knowing him and to keep making him known. You are responsible to share what you do know. You might not know everything. I don't know everything. Every time I look at God's word, it intimidates me. But my responsibility is to share what I do know. I always tell you this. You're never going to hear me preach on something that I'm not trying to apply, that I don't absolutely try to receive, and that I'm not absolutely sure that God's word is saying that. My job, just like your job, we're just messengers, aren't we? We're just ambassadors. And by the way, the greatest platform is pain. So the more you're sinking, the more you have the opportunity to let him be rising, okay? The more you can point to his promise when you don't feel like you even have a promise. You go to the doctor, and the doctor tells you what he said, and you're like, listen, well, what do I have to look forward to? Everything in Christ. Because whether here or there, the Lord's going to be with you, and you've got a bright future. Listen, God has promised to every true believer many, many things. He promised things like this. Hey, uh, who, who, began a good, who began a good work in you, he will continue that work. If, if God starts something in your life, he's going to finish it. As a pastor, you don't know that this is going on, but every time I come to church, I'm far from content, okay? I'm far from complacent, I'll put it to you that way. I sit back and I say, God, I'm thankful for every person who walks in here. I'm thankful for the lives that are being touched. I'm thankful for the life change that's happening. But in the right way, I am greedy to see God do more. Okay? I am hungry to see God more. In fact, I don't want to pastor anymore if I don't believe God can do more. I want us to one day say, hey, with the building that we get in the future can't hold who keeps coming through the doors. I want, I want us to have a mission so big and so impacting that we can't contain it, nor can we control it, nor can we take credit for it. And, 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 and so I have to rely on vision that God gave me all the way back to 2004 in my life. 
in 2007 in my life. I've had, I've had dreams. I've had visions. And, and, and listen, sometimes you got to keep holding on to the vision that God gave you, just understanding that for whatever reason, it's just not come to fruition. You've got to believe God for it. You know what faith is? Faith is seeing beyond where you are to where only God can take you. Okay, see, see, the devil wants you to get away from God's promise. And God's going, listen, I want to take you to the promised land. I want to do things in your life that you didn't dream possible and you can't imagine. And you get there taking one hopeful step at a time. So all of God's word is just full of promises. If he says, hey, I'll work all things to the good for those who love the Lord, he means it. If he says, listen, by putting your faith and trust in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that, that you will be forgiven of sin and have the promise of eternal life in heaven, he means it. If he says you will be saved, you are saved. If he says that, hey, I'm working in you, I'm changing things, and I'm taking you somewhere, you just trust him. You keep letting God lead you one promised step at a time. And by the way, if you haven't picked your Bible up lately, you should be trying to learn and meditate and retain one more truth at a time. I've taken several 40-day faith walk journeys, and the main thing that God put on my heart that had to be a feature was during those 40 days, I would make sure that I had a scripture some scripture of God's promise that, that I meditated on. And I would meditate on that all day. I'd have that on an index card. I'd put it on my phone, whatever I had to do. Because, listen, you don't need to just hear the truth. You need to receive the truth. You, you, you need to let it marinate, okay? You want a good steak, what do y'all do, brother? I know y'all soak that stuff up, okay? Some of you need to soak yourself in some truth. You need to swallow it. You need to inhale it. That way it's in you. I didn't mean to spend so long on that, but I just believe you got to understand God is a faithful God and God is a God of promise. But thirdly, he will help you overcome. God promises to those who put their faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ, therefore you have a relationship with God, you have access to God, that he'll help you overcome. Listen, God will help you overcome whatever life throws your way. We all have these type of things we think. What if... What if, what if that happens? What if this happens? What would I think? What would I feel? How could I make it the same way you've made it to this point? God will take you through it even if you can't get over it. Listen, God will help you overcome every temptation, every trial, and every um, trouble. Maybe you're in a troubled season right now. He promises to help you overcome it. Look at this with me. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says the temptations in your life, they're no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. Once again, not relying on your faithfulness, his faithfulness. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. By the way, God's just pushing this to my heart and mind right this minute. When I was in my greatest bed of pain, one of the greatest ways that God picked me up is I just kept praising him. I kept relying on his promise. I kept declaring that promise. I kept just continually go, look, focusing on God and not myself, on God's ability, not my ability. I'm like, listen, he's always been there to save today. He's going to help. Hey, that pain, I'm not sure if I can bear it, but he's helped me bear it up to this point. Listen, God can be trusted in troubled times. Nahum 1, 7 says, the Lord is good. A strong refuge 
when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. See, God's willing to be close to anybody, but not all people are pursuing him. You, you, you got to pursue him. You got to choose to trust him. You got to choose to be all in. Listen, God's faithful spirit within us, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that comes to live within us, that is what helps us to be faithful to God. James 4, 5 says, they say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. Do you know the only way you can live the Christian life is the spirit of God leading you? Because if your flesh is leading you, you're doomed. Because if you got flesh like I got, it jerks you all over the place. Scripture says he's faithful to those who turn to him, who trust in him. And I want you to hear this part because there's some area in your life you have to apply this. Those who wait on him. The people who don't get to see God's greatest stuff are the people who are always wanting to run where they want to get instead of wait on God to take them there. See, I'm just willing to go on record and keep telling you. I'm waiting on a harvest that's coming that's greater than what I see right now. But I'm also still having high expectations of what God's doing and joy in what God's doing now. It's not that I'm running ahead, but I know that I'm waiting on things that I know God's going to do. But for whatever reason, it's not time right now. So, so all I want to do is just keep staying faithful and keep saying, like you would go to daddy if you were a young child and say, daddy, can I do this? Daddy, should I do this? you got to wait on God like he's your daddy instead of, he, instead of acting like he's your equal. You can't humbly walk with God when you think you're looking eye to eye instead of you looking up and leaning on. Isaiah 30, 18 says, So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. Oftentimes we think we're waiting on God when really God's waiting on us. He's like, what else do I have to allow to come into your life to get you on your knees? What else do I have to allow you to not be able to handle so that you absolutely, desperately lean in on me and put all your hope in me? If you wait on God, you will have renewed strength. You can be, you can be sure. Listen, that when you know that God's carrying all of you, you can look forward to all that is to come. But number four, we find this. He will bless your faithfulness. He will bless your faithfulness. This is, this is where we start meddling, okay? All right? Not comparing, meddling. What I mean by this is this. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is what makes the difference between a, um, a perceived faith and a declared faith. See, some people, they go to church. It just makes them feel a little good. Some people say they're Christian and all this or that. And they say they wear his name. But there is no evidence that they are seeking to be faithful to him. To be faithful to him is not to just worship him on Sunday, but to say, listen, my worship is a lifestyle. Okay? Is it a little harder out there? Sure it is when we're not in choir practice right here. It's a little more, a little more challenging. But everywhere we go, we're called to love, lift, lead people to Christ. That's where the mission is. We up here meeting in church, guys. The mission's out there. The church is trying to, the, the, the culture out there, the 75% that don't go to church anywhere, they're trying to figure out why all the people that go to church, that most of them don't practice what they preach. I want you to understand, whenever you know that you're seeking to be faithful to God, you can be sure that he's going to bless your life 
You're faithful with him in your marriage. You're faithful with him with your children. You're faithful with him with your job. You're faithful with him with your finances. You're faithful with him no matter what life throws at you. He blesses that. It's not that he, it's not that he loves you more than other people, but he honors that. Listen, it's only by God's grace through our faith in Jesus that we're saved. But if I genuinely trust God as my Savior, I will seek to make Jesus my Lord. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, He is a faithful God who keeps his promise and is merciful to thousands of generations of those who love him and obey his commands. I often tell you, people love to clip out Scripture. They like to take the piece that makes them feel good. So, so they hear a, a Romans, uh, a, I can't even remember the name of the Scripture, 8.28, Romans 8.28 says that, that we know that God works all things together for good, but they skip the other part. It says, works all things together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose for them. You know what I hear in that? They love the Lord and they're seeking his purpose. Is that you? Because if it's not you, you do not have the favor of God you are not being led by God. You're being led by you. And, and, and the greatest thing that we learned the longer we were in a relationship with the Lord is that, again, it's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. It's not about just working things out. It's, it's walking with God and letting him work it out. That, that took so much off my shoulders in recent years when God just finally just helped me see, hey, son, I don't need you to run around like a chicken with your head cut off. I just need you to walk with me. I need you to put your little hand in my big hand, and I need you to let me take you places because, son, you can't get there yourself. I don't care how hard you try. I don't care how fast you go. I don't care how much you think you know. Listen, if you make Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord, he will prove himself faithful. Will you see everything change like that? No, not a lot of times. But will you see God start doing miracles because you're where you are and you're approaching things the way that he wants you to? you will start seeing breakthrough. Yeah, I want you to write this down. The greatest breakthroughs we see in our life happens in us first. The greatest breakthroughs in our lives, they happen in us first. God, God gets our heart before he even gets the situation. Because he's got to get us. Listen, often we want the blessings from the Lord, but we aren't seeking to live as a blessing offering to him. That's the key to seeing God's full blessing. Hosea 2.20, you don't have it down there, but Hosea 2.20, it says, I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. I'm asking you, not just is he your Savior, but is he your Lord? Are you allowing the Lord to dictate every attitude and action? Psalm 25.10 and 85.8 says, The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his commands. See, if you aren't walking close with God, I want you to hear me, you can't hear as clearly from God because you, you're over here playing in the playground that you created. He's going, hey, I ask you to huddle up with me. I ask you to meet with me this morning. I ask you to, to talk with me in prayer. He says, he says, I listen carefully to what God, the Lord, is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people, but let them not return to their foolish ways. How often do we know better, but yet we still keep going back where we once were? Psalm 145.10 and 148.14 says, All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. You know why the faithful followers praise him? Because they just keep seeing his blessings that they don't deserve. 
It says he has made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones. You don't, if you got multiple children like I have, you love all your children the same. But you don't, you don't want to bless a bad attitude, do you? You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to um, uh, honor um, the wrong way. So you, you still love them, but you're like, listen, you know what? I, I'm not on board with what you're doing. Listen, you need to make sure that you're on board with God. That way you'll know he's on board with you. That way, that's, what, that's when you're like, hey, you know what? If God is for us, who can be against us? Is when you understand that you and God are walking together. Instead, God's over, instead of God being over here and you're over here. Worst thing I think that can happen in your life is that you're somewhere and you don't even know why you're there. I've been in ministry going on almost 30 years, and one thing I had to learn, I've been through a lot of different journeys. Probably served, I guess, at like eight different churches. And by the way, I'm stuck with y'all for a lot of years, unless you run me out. If I, if I leave this, I promise you, it won't be to another senior pastor. I ain't doing that no time soon. But I, I've learned to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Because, see, I don't want to be anywhere that God's not called me to. Because the key to success is knowing that you're right where he wants you to be, doing just what he wants you to do. And, and, and by the way, I want, I want to free some of you, those of you that might be people pleasers, because I've lived that way many a time in my life until God can reconstruct my body. Take that off. Don't worry about what other people think. Worry about what God thinks. When you can live for an audience of one, the rest will align itself. You need to make sure that God is on board with what you're doing. Listen, God calls us into this, this partnership with him. See, when we, when we become Christians, we admit our sin. We believe in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sin and the promise of eternal life. And we confess Jesus as our Savior and Lord. We now are called children of God. Not just creations of God, children of God. And I want you to hear this. We have this partnership, and it's through the partnership and continuing to, to live as partners with God that you have the, the blessing. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Don't do like most professing Christians in the southeast. You just claim Christ. How about choose to follow Christ? And I'm just letting you understand, just, just so you understand it's not personal and I, I'm not preaching at you. But God has just been burning in me saying, listen, just let it loose, son. Just say what I say. Don't say it with nastiness. Listen, everything I say to you, I'm saying with complete love. Everything I'm preaching at you and pointing one thing at you, I got nine shooting back at me. Ain't nothing that I'm, I'm trying to get you to swallow that I'm not trying to swallow. I'm in this with you, okay? I'm just the bearer of the, of, of the truth. But don't you, don't you want to have the peace of knowing you're in partnership with the one who will never let go and who always knows the way and who can take you through anything and everything? But number five, we see this. He will answer your prayers. He will answer your prayers. Jesus said when a believer in Christ comes to God in prayer, not only will he hear our prayers, but hear this, he says, I will answer your prayer in accordance with his will. Any, anything that you're praying, and you're praying 
in the sincere heart for the right motives and for God's will, God is answering that prayer. Now, now there, there's sometimes that people say, well, why hadn't this person changed by now? Because I've been praying for this person or I've been praying for this relationship or whatever. Listen, just because the person that you're praying for hadn't picked up the phone and started communion with God and getting close to God or giving their life to God or drawing closer to God doesn't mean God's not knocking on their heart's door every time you utter a prayer. Because you know what I love about prayer? Prayer can go to your enemies even if they got the door shut on you. You know what I do for the people who just don't like Craig Crosby? I pray for them. I love them genuinely. I pray, pray, pray. Because sometimes that's all you can do. Because as, as, as my son Asher said, as he, as he said one time, my, I got to share this miracle because some of you remember it. We were 55 days into my dad knowing that he had his cancer. And my son would get on that phone with me every single night and have prayer with his granddaddy. And on one occasion, he just, he was acting like a normal 10-year-old would. He's like, you know, Daddy, I just don't feel like praying. He'd been at school or so that day. And that was the first time I told him how sick his granddaddy, how sick granddaddy was. That's the first time he heard the word cancer, but he said something powerful. He, he, at first, he ran out, and he just didn't want to talk. He was so upset. He comes back in. I said, Granddad, really needs your prayer tonight. I said, he's got a real big doctor's appointment tomorrow, and he's really been struggling. He had not had his chemo in a month and a half because his body just couldn't take it. And my son comes back in with the faith that God gave him. And he says, Daddy, cancer can't stop my prayers. He gets on the phone with my dad, prays down heaven. The next day, my dad, who's in, in mind you, the furthest advanced stage of multiple, multiple, multiple myeloma cancer at that time, he goes to the doctor the next day, and the doctor goes, I can't believe this. It's when 100% remission. There's no sign of it. He ain't even had treatment in a month and a half. To this day, I know that happened. In fact, when my mom called me, she was so stunned that I thought for sure the worst. God showed in that instance, I want some of you to hear me. God is bigger than whatever you've got going on. You don't have to worry about it. You just need to give it over to the Lord. He is greater. What he wants will happen what he plans, you will see. You just got to trust that. Sometimes that's the hardest part is just trusting in the moment that it just doesn't feel good and it doesn't look easy. Psalm 65, verse 5 and 119, 149 says, you're, you're, You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Oh, God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. In your faithful love, oh, Lord, hear my cry. Psalm 143, verse 1 and verse 11 says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my, my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and you are righteous. For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life. Because of your faithfulness, bring me out of this stress. How many times have you and I been in distress? We can't take anymore. We can't feel anymore. We can't hurt anymore. And we give it over to the Lord and he takes it off. Sometimes, again, the greatest breakthrough is in you. 
him giving you peace even before anything changes around you. God, by the way, God doesn't have to change anything around you to change everything within you. You can have peace that doesn't make sense and still have a lot of problems. 2 Thessalonians 1.11 says, So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things that your faith prompts you to do. You know what we want for your life here? We want you to realize that you're beaming with potential, and then we want you to discover your potential, and we want you to live by faith so that you can see that come. We're not trying to own you around here. We're just trying to help you. We're just trying to appoint you to the one who is faithful and who wants to take you places that you can't take yourself. Put this scripture reference down. I don't have it on the screen. Psalm 55, 22. It says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Let me tell you something that I say, not in pride of me, but in confidence in my Lord. Because don't get Craig, don't get Christ's confidence mixed up with Craig confidence. Because I'm so sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure, and I've walked with the Lord a long, long time, and I've seen if you do what's right, you can't go wrong. I know that things are destined to work out. Why? Because he's always worked it out. Why? Because if I do it his way, it's always the right way, and he has a way, even if there's a lot of twists and turns along the way. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. But number six, he will protect you from Satan. He will protect you from Satan. Had a lady that um, uh, started being a part of our church about um, six, seven years ago, and I asked her what brought her to us. She said, Pastor, I came over here just because of your health. She said, I came over here. I got different ways that I know I can help you. Her, um, her daughter um, uh, is a, is a um, doctor and uh, was in another country. Um, and, and they just were helping me in, in different ways. And she said something one time to me. She said, Pastor, we got to get you on all the right supplements and stuff because what you don't realize, your nerve damage in your body is so extensive. She said, you got, and I, forgive me, again, I'm a pastor, not a scientist. She's like, listen, you got flaming hours running all throughout your body. You got neurons and plurons and extrons. I didn't even know what she was saying anymore. But it made sense because everything within me was going crazy. Like my nerve damage, just, it just, that's the best way I can say it. When it's crazy, I literally have things running from my feet all the way into my face. Just, just, it's just, it just does it. And I want you to understand, just like she had to warn me that, hey, something has to be done to counter those flaming hours. What you don't know is every time you get up out your bed and you wake up, Satan has flaming hours shooting and blazing at you. And if he can't get you here, he'll try to get you there. If he can't get you here, he'll try to get you there. And you've got to understand, that's not going to stop. So you don't just need him bad right now. You need him every day. You're desperate for him because a lot of times, listen, the biggest stuff around the corner, we don't even see it coming, do we? That's why it's so important that you're already stabilizing this relationship with Christ and this confidence in his faithfulness because you're going to feel unsure about yourself or the situation with life happening. But you've got a defender. You've got a protector. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he will guard you from the evil one. 
Listen, God is faithfully watching over you, but he's also protecting you. 1 Peter 1.5 says, and through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. We put our faith in him, and then we trust him. We, we, we go, okay, God, I'm, I'm doing all of this the best that I know how as, as I let you lead me. I'm willing to let you get into the details and the direction of everything. You keep showing me the way. And then we, we have this confidence, that favor again, okay, that's over the faithful. But we also have this protection. We have this protection covering us. God is, listen, God's covered you so many times. That's the reason why you've driven past people just like I have many, many a time. And the car should have swerved over and hit you, but it didn't. Um, I mean, you happen to be talking to someone right here. I was hit head on by a drunk driver sometime in my early 20s. My wife just happened not to be running, riding with me at that given time. I was hit head on by a drunk driver, both of us in North Carolina, both of us going at least 55 miles per hour, dead on. He went straight through a stop sign. Drunk as a skunk, newspaper between him and the steering wheel. And guess what? My airbag came out and all I had was a lip that felt like it was out here. I thought the man was dead. He wasn't dead either. He's just drunk. But I, I mentioned that because of this. How many times has God spared your life? How many times has he fixed problems that should have still been leaking? If he could do it then, he can do it now. If he protected you then, he'll protect you now. Listen, you, you, you need to understand, if the Lord is your Lord, you are covered you got, you got better armor than under armor. Listen, God is faithful. Psalm 2710 says, Even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. 116 verse 6 says, The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death, and he saved me. Listen, God is faithful to protect us. Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, Listen, I always love how Scripture ties with each other. You go back to the Lord's Prayer where, where Jesus said, pray like this. You know, our Father, your kingdom come, whatever. But it moves on after it says, thy will be done. But it goes on to say, uh, and deliver us from evil. Listen, we could say, protect me from evil. That is part of the prayer. You, listen, every day you wake up, you need to say, God, I know that Satan's going to send me flaming hours. Some I've seen before, some I haven't ever seen. But, Lord, I need you to keep catching them and dishing them out. God, hold me strong. Psalm 40, 11 says, Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. Just like a, a parent in their right mind would do anything out of their love and their desire to be faithful for their child in protecting them, your God, who can truly protect you at all times, 24-7, he's right there. He is an ever-present help in our every time of need, Scripture says. But last but not least, you need to know that he will never stop loving you. He will never stop loving you. All throughout Scripture, I'm telling you hundreds of Scriptures probably if you looked at it, but I read at least 100 plus where you just keep finding out and it, the, the Word keeps telling us something. By the way, if the Word of God keeps saying something, they really want you to get it. And it keeps saying, hey, his love never fails. His faithfulness endures forever. 
He is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Some of you, how can you say what God can do in your life when you've only given your life to him for five minutes at a time? See, once I understood surrender was an eternal decision. Once, once I truly gave up my rights and said, Lord, only your way is right. I, st- I still remember as an 18-year-old, whenever I got God's call to ministry, when I surrendered my vocation, that was it. But I had to learn, just as you all have in my walk with Christ, walking with Christ is not a one-time decision. It is an everyday decision. You have to take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow him. Exodus 34, 6, God told Moses, I'm, I'm slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Psalm 36, 5 says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. 117, verse 2 says, For his unfailing love for us is powerful. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 16.6 says, unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement of sin. Do you know why you've been blood-bought? Do you know why you're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone? It is not because you were worthy. It is not because you were faithful. But it is because his love is faithful. God loves the world so much. God loved you so much that he sent his only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It is that unfailing love and the faithfulness of God. Otherwise, we would have, none of us would have hope. Listen, over and over and over in, in Scripture, we read these things, and, we, and everything is umbrellaed under God's love. Psalm 118.4 says, Let all who fear the Lord repeat, His faithful love endures forever. I want you to repeat that with me a couple times. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. And then it says, the Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Lamentations 3.22 says, the faithful love of the Lord, it never ends. His mercies never cease. Jeremiah 33, verse 11. It's not on the screen. I want you to hear it. Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good, and his faithful love endures forever. Listen. The God who has been faithful before will be the God who will be faithful again and again and again and again. You know what makes life tough for most of us? We're always somewhere we've never been before. Okay? That's hard to explain to, to your children is that mom and daddy, we're always somewhere we've never been before either. But we need to know we got a God who stays the same no matter what changes. Listen, God is faithful. Focus on that, and the rest will take care of itself. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, God, Lord, as I've just sought to be faithful in sharing this message, Lord, I pray that your spirit will speak what I didn't know to say. I pray that your truth would do more than I could do. God, I pray that each person who's truly humble and hungry and seeking you, they might find you today. God, they might, they might, those who don't even have a relationship with you, Lord, and don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and Lord, I pray today would be the day that they say, I admit my sin, Lord. I know that I've fallen short of the glory of God. Lord Jesus, I believe in you, God's Son, that you died on that cross for my sins and that on the third day after you were buried, you were resurrected from that grave so that you could overcome death and sin for me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior. Be my Lord and leader of my life. 
God, I pray if someone today trust you as their Savior and Lord, Lord, they'd tell someone about it. They'd let us know. But Lord, I also pray, Lord, that any, any Christian that's listening right now that is spiritually sleepwalking, Lord, they might come out of their coma and they might wake up. They might quit just wallowing in things but allowing you to work through things. Lord, that they would not rely on themselves but they would rely on your faithfulness. God, we thank you for your faithful love, your faithful protection, your faithful presence in our lives, your faithful plans that you have for us, God. Lord, if you be for us, who can be against us? Thank you, Lord, for for watching over us, walking with us, and being gracious and merciful towards us, God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. This altar's open. Would you stand with us? I'm available here should you want to come and pray with me or speak with me. Please stand with us.